good morning and welcome back to 12th Street Talk Back, where transparency is our love language. I am your host, Victoria J. And welcome, welcome, welcome. Look at the day that God has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Guys, you know what we do. Let's give God some praise. Father God, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you for being a provider in our life, Lord. We thank you for all the things that you have done and all the things that you will do on this very day, Father God. Let our hearts and our minds stay steadfast on your word, Lord, as we go through our day today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. amen. So listen, amen. guys, I have some special guests for you here today my brothers in Christ. I'm so excited about these guys. I love, love their show. I have me today here with me today, Corey, Gary, and Mike from the Conversation with Ken show. I told you guys I was going to have some surprises. Welcome, 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 guys. I am excited to have you guys here. Uh, yeah, we feel blessed already just that opening introduction and going through that prayer. So it's a blessing to be here, Miss Victoria. Amen. Amen. So you guys, you know that you are my favorite podcast. You are one of my favorite shows. I found you guys on the Good Pod app. I'm always looking for something inspirational. And when I heard y'all first show, I was hooked. I was hooked. I had adopted y'all then. I was hooked with the concept of your show and how you just start off with you know, the word of God and break it down and what it means to you guys. And then you just go into everyday life and you apply it to that. So let's kick this thing off. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Yeah, Victoria, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and get this thing started. I appreciate your opening comments. It's such a blessing. Uh, in this podcast world, right, it can get lonely, just like when you're in businesses. And so being able to uh, hear you and how you've locked in with us is certainly motivation and inspiration. So um, I guess I'll start off with introducing myself. I am Mike, uh, one of the co-hosts on Conversation with Kenfolk. Um, I do the show with my brothers and they'll introduce themselves. So a little bit about me is uh, born, raised, currently reside in the South. Um, I'm married to my best friend, my beautiful wife. Uh, this uh-huh. year actually makes 20 years for us. Amen. Uh, so- Hey, we we appreciate it. So that we could definitely do another podcast on just marriage. And I know we rock out with um, Willie and Fiona, the Things About Us podcast, and they do a great show about marriage. Um, Oh, yeah. So I am not who I am without my wife. I'm a father of two great kids. Uh, Obviously, I'm a follower of Christ. And my day job is I'm a healthcare sales uh, professional. And something that I really enjoy doing is I love to travel. My wife and I do. So oh, great, great. Well, congratulations on the 20 years. It's always nice to have your best friend. I got my best friend, my partner of eight years coming this May. So glory be to God for that. Yes, ma'am. Congratulations. And and, and hello everyone. I'm Gary. Also, hey, Gary. If, you, if you listen to the podcast, you may hear referring to G or, or Johnny Ray or whatever name Mike and Corey have in their mind, their head that day. I'm very Mm -hmm. flexible with the names. So (laughs) uh, as Mike said, I'm I'm honored and was very excited about the opportunity to come and join your podcast and fellowship with you over your podcast, because you said good material is very hard to come by in in this convoluted world that we're in today. So 
a little about me. I'm originally from Mississippi. Uh, I reside in Houston, Texas. Um, as Mike, I, I don't have the 20-year mark, but I think it's 13, 14, something like that. That I've been married. Married. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> We might need to edit that before we post that. <laughs> <laughs> but, I was but wondering a, who, who was the Johnny Ray. I was wondering. <laughs> Johnny Ray. Johnny Ray will be me, just depending on the infamous Johnny Ray. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's a a shout back to my Mississippi upbringing. That's where they came from. Because, you know, it's always a Johnny Ray, a Luther Ray, a Bobby Ray out in the country where I grew up at. So um, I'm a father of three kids. I have two daughters and and one son. Um, My life is pretty much encompassed with with sports. So all of my kids are very active and my life revolves around uh, between work, sports, and spending time with the word and working on the podcast, that, that will be my, my life in a nutshell. So, um, like I said, definitely glad to be here. Look forward to the conversation that we're about to have and what's to come. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Hey, good morning, all. This is uh, Corey, better known as C on Conversation with Ken Folk. Uh, really glad to be here today. I, I thank God for the opportunity, and I appreciate the way you start this show off as well. Starting with the word kind of keeps the foundation set, so I appreciate that. Um, like my brothers on this this show, um, I've been married for now 16 years. Uh, my lovely wife and I have two sons, and uh, we are thoroughly involved in all kinds of elements of community. I live in Birmingham. I went to school here in that general area, and so I've been in Alabama my whole life and um, really appreciate being a part of the community here and doing different things. I've been in the financial services industry uh, for about 20 years. And then just recently transitioned into college athletics. Um, and so now getting to take um, that light in God's ministry and his blessing, um, hopefully, to uh, this new destination to impact young folks' lives. So um, really fired up about the show. Um, and we certainly look forward to dialogue and engaging today. I appreciate it. Amen. Amen. So we got some veterans in the house today. Married. <laughs> Everybody's on lockdown. Amen. That's oh, yeah. a beautiful thing. That is a oh, yeah. beautiful thing. That is definitely a beautiful thing. I love you guys show just because you do start off with the word of God and you break it down and you tell what it means to each and one of you, each and one of you guys. So what is, who inspired this concept? Which one of you guys brainstormed, came up with this beautiful idea to incorporate life and God's word into your show? Yeah. Oh, man, I think it was a collective effort. I mean, it was really a continuation of our everyday conversations, mm-hmm. which is how we landed on conversations with kinfolk. We uh, affectionately call each other Ken, kinfolk, you know, just like we do Johnny Ray, or you may hear them refer to me as B on the show. Um, mm-hmm. It was just, uh, you know, talking through life, my 20 years of marriage, Corey's 20, 16 years of marriage and, and, and Gary's 14, we'll call it that, Reed, we'll give mm-hmm. you the, the plus versus the minus. Um, and just raising kids, corporate America, like all the challenges we went through, we always would lock in on the phone and kind of get the sports in and also the politics rundown as well. And so it really wasn't a hard pivot for us. I mean, the idea kind of came to us during the pandemic uh, and I approached the bros about it and, and they were like, podcast, what is that? But I think once the concept was understood, it really wasn't a heavy lift because it was just a continuation of what we do every day. Um, and when we were talking, so the, the platform has given us that opportunity 
to share our message, to share our story, to share our testimony with the masses. And so uh, I think collectively we decided to do it and uh, we've just been enjoying the ride and the journey. Oh, did I leave out anything, bros? Y'all want to add anything to that? Now I'll just say we just, it, we took our conversation and press record. Essentially it was our thought process and idea. And Mike did bring it to us as far as the concept of putting it on, of, of putting it on a platform so other people can hear it. So everything that Mike said is spot on. It's just a matter of us hitting record on our everyday conversations that we were having between the three brothers. Yeah, you know, the last thing I'll add is that it was an evolution of maturity for us um, and that how God's word became a core foundational piece of our conversations. And so we've been friends for a long time. Um, we've all actively uh, gotten connected to Christ in our own different paths. Uh, but the more we started walking this walk and, and actually studying the word and it impacting our lives and our decision making processes and how we really view things and, and that that kind of matured over time. And so then the word became the lead off for us. And it became that kind of that core foundation of anything we were dealing with. We would refer back to the word and, OK, what does the word say? And that kept us balanced and that kept us all accountable to each other and our families. And so um, we've had this evolution over time. 20 years ago, our conversation was not as mature and, and not as word filled. And now we are in this spot. Thank God that he's given us the grace to mature and grow to this level. Amen. Amen. I, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. So did you guys grow up together or how how did this three trio come about? I, I heard bits and pieces doing your podcast. Um, <laughs> how did this trio come about? I know some sports is in there somewhere. Somebody played ball or or maybe all three of y'all played ball. How, how did that come about? Well, yeah, I, I, I'll take it. All three of us, Corey and I were actually roommates in college. So Corey oh, played, wow. uh, we, we went to the same university at Sanford University. Uh, Corey and I, Corey played basketball. I played football. Mike was a little older. So Mike also played football and was kind of like a big brother to me. Mike is also from Mississippi and he and I connected immediately um, whenever I came on campus. Um, I probably wouldn't, wouldn't be where I am today or finish school if I didn't have people like Mike. <laughs> Right. We kind of rain January in because that's the alter ego. Um, <laughs> but that's how oh, we know. No, it was hot boy. It was hot boy back then. Hot it wasn't no January. It was straight it hot, was hot, boy. Boy. It was straight I hot boy. I love it. I love it. I love it. But sports kind of brought us all together. Corey and I were roommates, like I said, from we met the first week of, of being on campus and hit it off and was connected at the hip throughout our entire college experience. And Mike was like older brother. And as we graduated, we actually lived right across the street from each other. Corey and I were roommates wow. and Mike lived across the street. So that's when we really, really grew together as far as the, the relationship and expanded that relationship and brought us to where we are today. I can hear everything. Y'all just got to love for one another. I love it. I love it. I told you guys, I've all but adopted y'all. Y'all are my brothers, not only in Christ, but I didn't adopt y'all. Uh, no shade to my my real brothers. I got four of them, but <laughs> y'all got three more. Y'all can come on in and enjoy them too. We'll take so, yeah, who, who decides or do y'all decide collectively? And I'm just throwing this random question out there. What the word of the day is, you know? Yeah, that's a great question. It's it's evolved um, as we've matured in the show. We like to be spirit led, quite frankly. Um, we all tune into our, our Bibles and we get a verse of the day um, every day that we each meditate on individually. 
And then collectively, um, we when we decide to do a show, um, we'll chop up and, and throw out a few topics. Or did, did any verse speak to you specifically? I think it's how we lead off the question. And if anyone feels very compelled, led by the spirit to produce a uh, verse of the day, then we share it amongst each other um, and make sure that everybody is in agreement. Um, but we we like the spirit to really organically lead that. And we we don't necessarily go out and try to select things. We just really go by the verse of the days that come through our Bible apps that we all individually get. Um, okay. we meditate on those, like I said, individually. And then once it uh, comes to the show, uh, we also talk and bring together, hey, what, what verse of the day spoke to you? And that's how it works, really. Yeah. yeah. And, a, and a big motivation good. and a continuation of that, Victoria, is just, <clears throat> quite honestly, you know, the narrative about Black men. You know, me mm -hmm. and my brothers want to challenge and change that perspective and do our part. Uh, what we didn't talk about early on was how instrumental and how much work Corey has done on the ground in terms of motivational speaking. Um, mm -hmm. He had done that on a number of occasions earlier. Um, I wouldn't say in his career, probably about a decade ago, he kind of got really active and I was inspired by that. I was motivated by that. And so the, evo the, the evolution of, of, of my thinking and what, what gave us the opportunity to reach the masses is when I'm like, okay, I'm looking at the internet and I'm seeing all the garbage on it. I'm seeing what's being fed to the, the youth. I'm seeing what's being fed and what's being said about the black community. You know, mm -hmm. even when you listen to gospel music or clean rap or guys like Lecrae or Maverick City, they're not in heavy rotation because mm -hmm. it's, it's a strategic organized plan from corporate America and the enemy to just flood our culture with trash. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the podcast gave us an opportunity and platform to not only talk about the word, but also try to challenge and push back on that narrative of, of, of black men, essentially. And I think it's helped us grow and go to another level. And so I just definitely want to add that plug in as well. I love it. I love it. You know, I think I spoke to you guys previously when we were trying to get this thing together. And that was my concept, just looking at social media and wanting to change the narrative not only for Black men, but for Black women, especially our young Black women, to show them something different. You don't have to always take off your clothes to get noticed. You don't have to always record everything that you do. And that's why I love your podcast, because when I thought about this, uh, my initial thought was to do it with a group of girls. Everybody's camera shy. Everybody's mic shy. They didn't want to do it. And it just kept tugging at me. And I take everything to God first. I take yeah. everything. If he calls me out the bed at two o'clock in the morning, I take everything to him first. Mm -hmm. And even though I was a little skeptical about talking about it because I was scared that um, the youth wasn't going to receive Christ the way I wanted to present it. So, but God just leads me. I come in the room tell God to come on in with me, Jesus, come on in, Holy Spirit, come on in and yeah. give me the words to stay. So I love that concept. And that's what I got from you guys when I first started listening to your podcast, that you were pouring back into your community and giving people something to think about. And I think that's a beautiful thing. I think that our young Black men need to hear and they need to see people that look like them doing something positive and also being able to share a little bit of word. I always say, 
it takes small breadcrumbs. If you give somebody a drop, you know, if I plant a seed, somebody else might come along and water it. So I just love the concept of what you guys do. And I, I can't wait whenever I see you guys come up on Good Pods or whatever. And I just subscribed to you guys last night on Spotify. Thank you. Um, I love to hear when you guys come across because I love to hear what your perspective is and what you're bringing for the day, which leads me to this. Describe how important your faith is to you and how it impacts your daily life. I'll kick it off. It's everything. Um, You know, I tried life um, to do it on my own ambition, my own talents, my own relationship, development, skills, et cetera. And uh, even though I had success in athletics and basketball, I failed at life. And it was really being in that pit of failure um, that God reached out and challenged me to test him. And so in that, um, I've grown in my relationship. I've seen his work in me. I've seen the results and the impact on not only my family, but the people that I get a chance to interact with. And so it's every part of who I am now. And without my faith in God and without the relationship, uh, without his Holy Spirit and the blessing that he provides and the power that he provides through that, we wouldn't be talking today. Um, I wouldn't be in any position that I'm in to be able to be in front of folks and share this light, share this message and share this testimony. So, again, it's not about religion for me. Um, That was the thing that had me running from what I thought God was. But when he interacted and we started to develop this relationship that we now have, um, it's very personal. It's very real. It's very much so a part of who I am and how I view things. And it's been a blessing to me personally, first of all. And hopefully it has, has had an impact on those that I get a chance to interact with. So it's everything, if I can say it like that. Yeah, that's solid, bro. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yep. Amen. And, and I'll pick you back off something that that. You mentioned, Victoria, as you were thinking about starting the show of how would it be received, especially by the youth. I think one of the things that we also kept in consideration is showing people, I think there's a perception that you have to look a certain way, walk a certain way, talk a certain way to be a Christian or to have God in your life. That was one of the barriers we wanted to break down that you can be cool. You can still be the same guy without talking a certain way or, or going out talking about certain things. So that was one of our biggest goals as well. And uh, piggybacking off of Corey, I know for myself, growing up in Mississippi, you went to church three times a week and you were in there all day. So uh-huh. the foundation uh-huh. was planted, but they kind of pushed you away. I know for myself, they kind of pushed me away a little bit because it was so force-fed and, and we didn't understand. Oh, I didn't uh-huh. understand at that time. But as Corey said, the pit of life will bring uh-huh. you back and you yeah. have to stand on something. And thank God that mom and grandma made us go to Sunday school, Bible study, um, was that vacation Bible school? All those different things. Uh-huh. Up. You ain't had no Easter speech that you can. You ain't had no Easter speech that you did on Easter, did you? I was a East. I was an Easter. I had an Easter speech and I was an usher. I okay. know that's right. I was I'm a, a usher. I'm a Southern kid. girl too. So <laughs> you had I'm to have a role in church. You, you had to have a role, choir or something. <laughs> and I ran. I ran. I ran. I ran. I ran. But when it's instilled in you, you always come back right. to what you know. Right. It always leads you back to what you know. But yeah, I remember those days in church from my grandmother was the pastor. Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) So you had to count the money too after church. We (laughs) had to do we had to do everything. And the three o'clock, my grandfather used to sneak out and buy snacks because she was so long-winded. 
We get out at service at three o'clock, go downstairs in the basement, eat eat dinner, and she was ready to go again at five o'clock and we commuted to Chatham, Virginia. So it was a long Sunday. Yeah. I still remember the it being midnight as 11, 12 year old girl getting home. So I yeah. I, I understand. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, I understand. Yeah, the training started early, right, Victoria? So um, yes, I, I love the conversation, the dialogue. And I'll just add two additional points as it relates to the faith, right, and how important it is to me. For me, faith is everything similar to what Corey said, right? A person mm -hmm. is made right with God by faith in Jesus, mm -hmm. right? And then faith is the hope for a better tomorrow. And when your faith is tested and you're able to stand fast in that, you receive the crown of life. And that's that wisdom that me and my brothers talk about, just unconventional, right? Uh, life can beat you up. Life wasn't intended for you to go through it alone. And when you, we recently had a message at church that helped you think through the Holy Spirit and why you don't refer to it as an it, because it is a person, right? Uh -huh. And you were given that advocate and that spirit to help you go through life because it wasn't intended to go through it alone. And you mm -hmm. get that spirit and understand that spirit is a person by, by your faith in Jesus Christ. So I definitely want to add that. And that's what's kept me uplifted and motivated. And I think the word says that just because you are a believer and you are a follower of Christ, it doesn't mean you won't go through any adversity. Exactly. Right? In you fact, you're going to go gotta through... fight off that, that, that flesh. That hey, flesh hey. going to get you. Yeah. We talk about a lot on the show and it's easy if you could, Get ready to leave the house in the morning. And as you walk out of the door, if you were just able to unzip and take your flesh off and leave it at home, mm. then, then it's all good, right? What you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, that ain't reality, right? You know, so Corey, my brother has a quote on the show. We need to put it on the t-shirt. He says it all the time. Whatever you feed your mind will show up in your movement. Yes. So yes. whichever wolf or whichever you're feeding the most, your spirit or your flesh is going to win. Your spirit and your flesh will meet in the middle of the ring every day. Uh -huh. Whichever one you feed the most will win. But be encouraged, though, because if the flesh wins out the day, you can dust yourself off when you have another opportunity tomorrow. Right. Amen. And so just continue and be consistent in your communion with God. Yeah. Amen. I, I love it. I love it. I think Paul said uh, I was just in his word. I'm content in all things that I do. And I find myself in that place because I too struggled. And 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 I'm too, I, I tell people I'm a baby Christian. You know, God has been so good to me, allowing me to have this platform. And I call it the little engine that could, but I'm finding more people in my age group, like my um my audience is from the age 35 up to 65. And a lot of people have been where I'm going. So I love the fact that I can share my journey with them. And just to piggyback, piggyback off what you guys said about what you feed yourself is what you feed yourself every day. I fall short every day. And I have a lot of people encountering me in church. Oh, we just love your morning aspirations. I fall short every day. I try to stay in the spirit, but you just never know when that flesh is going to jump up and, and want to yeah. take control, <laughs> take control yeah. of you. And we too, just like what you guys are doing in the community and trying to help the young people, us old, old cats. Sometimes we know that we need our 
we need a positive word from someone like you guys to make us take a, a step back and rethink about some of the things that's going on in our life. I mean, it certainly has been my story, especially with just listening to a genre of people that is walking with Christ. Every day is not perfect. Every day is not perfect. But I, I do want to throw a random question out there. You said, you guys said um, that you want to be able to give back to show the Black community or your young Black men what it looks like that you still can be cool and walk this thing with Christ as do I. I'm seeing more and more in the churches that they're starting to look at the fact that our our, our Black men and, and our Black women our young adults are catering to the social media platforms and not getting out there into the church. I know my church particularly, I had a problem with it and I was, I I felt like I was screaming to the top of my lungs. um, When are we going to start helping the youth? Are you guys seeing the same thing as we've gone into 2000 out of 23 into two out of 22 into 23? Cause I'm kind of seeing it bits and pieces everywhere where the churches are actually starting to pay attention to what can we do to get our youth to at least come through the door. I don't want to beat you up head, upside the head with the Bible like our parents used to do, but at least get them to come in, make it fun, give them something to think about. Are you guys seeing that on on your end? Yeah, I think it's a it's a twofold. Uh, principle that churches are trying to address, quite frankly, from a business standpoint, they see a drop off in their generations, right? And so you have this older crowd. And if you don't replace that pipeline, then essentially you go down and out of business. Um, So I don't take I don't say that in any negative way. It is a true business and they have to understand their market and how to get better. You have to change in anything to be relevant. But the word of God has been consistent. And so one thing I do think we have to recognize is that you know, these young folks are seeking something that's authentic. Everything in their world has been constructed and built to appease and satisfy the culture. Mm-hmm. And at some point, that is not going to work for them. Look, I think it's a misguided approach to say that you can reach everyone. What you want to do is have it available for everyone. And he that has ears, let them hear. And so for us, it's really about being who God has set you to be speaking on the things that he has told us to speak on and get given us to speak on. And he has designed different parts of his kingdom to attract different people. And so for us, it's about understanding my assignment. Um, I see it now. I'm on a college that. campus. It's, it's like, there are some that hear my testimony and it is about testimony. We have to be honest. And they do want to hear uh-huh. that you have had to overcome something. Sometimes we try to clean it up too much for them. And they, that's what the world is offering them the dirty version of it, like the real, you know? And so We have to share our moments with them so that they don't think that it's an unobtainable thing to be a follower of of, of Christ, right? That there are um, some dusty moments in your life, even (laughs) after you connect, right? And so I think that's what I would say. I'm not necessarily as concerned about reaching a specific group. Uh What I am concerned about is being exactly what God wants me to be and saying what he wants me to say and doing what he wants me to do. And in that, the results are on him 
not me. And so for that, I, I have confidence in my church specifically. Um, we do have a robust children's program. My sons and all kind of people go to that and they we talk to them after church and they get it like they break it down for them to understand it and apply it to their real world, their reality. And I think that's been a disconnect is that they have not had it broken down. I think you said it earlier in the, in the breadcrumbs, if you will, so that they can receive it and apply it to their normal environment. And so that's one thing that I did see in Jesus' ministry, that he broke it down and talked about the everyday things of life. And he made it very simple for even a child could get it. And so I think in the competition of it all, sometimes we create these things that make it complicated. Uh, but it's simple. Have faith in God. Love your yes. neighbor. You know yes. what I'm saying? And just really keep it on those levels and not building out this thing that people say uh, see as very oppressive or unobtainable. And that goes for kids and adults, um, regardless. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got a group of girls that I mentor to and I always tell them, you know, God can't use you if you ain't got a story. If you're perfect mm -hmm. in everything that you say that you're doing, <laughs> then what you what you need him for? He gonna break you down. So you're always gonna, somewhere in your life, you're gonna be imperfect. You're gonna have a story. He can't use you if you don't have a story. Yeah, so, it's not I relatable. Know. Yeah, it's not relatable, right? You know, people gravitate to what they can connect to and what they relate to. And, you know, being able to, with social media, the disconnect for us and our generation is, and I've tried to educate and coach my kids. And I've been saying since they were old enough to have phones, I'm like, social media is not real. They're like, what do you mean it's not real? I'm like, because it only shows you the highlights, uh -huh. right? We're former athletes. Corey played basketball, Gary and I played football. And it's real easy to, to cut up and show you the best plays of the entire season, uh -huh. right? And that's what social media is. No one is posting on social media when they're in the pit, right? Uh -huh. Or when they're down and out. You don't see those images on social media. So it, it gives this false sense of hope that everything is always Gucci. And that ain't, that, that's yeah. just not how it is. To your point, every biblical character has a story, uh -huh. right? And they had some, some scenarios when they found themselves in the pit. And I think it talks about in the word that when you're weak, God is strong. That's where his strength is. And so that's how we were designed to stay connected to him. And when you start to feel like you got everything figured out, you can do it by yourself. Life will have a way of humbling you. Amen. Amen. I'll receive that. I'll receive that. So guys, as well as your podcast, are there any other activity that you do that impacts your community besides just the podcast? Yeah, I think the podcast is really just um, an extension and an outlet um, that we have, we all have uh, really in our personal lives and our personal journeys. Um, again, speaking to different kids, uh, being a part of different organizations that are very heavily involved in mentoring. Um, I think being a light wherever you are is the biggest goal, right? And not necessarily going out to per se seek all these external opportunities. I think we have an opportunity to be light and, and attract someone to Christ just in our daily consistent walk in our work life, in our home life, in our community life. And so again, God has opened up doors in numerous ways to put us in front of folks and have us share our testimony and platform and whatever our professional um, you know, abilities are. I think that's an, an extension of how we show that light and, and really gain relationships and confidence. So Again, being a you know speaking to kids, uh, being a part of mentoring organizations, being a part of different nonprofits that do certain types of work in our community, um, have all led up to this moment. And I think we have 
this track record in our in our community specifically to be those advocates to be a part of those things so um yes it's it's a part of the total testimony and yes um god has placed us in positions to make impact of all kinds of people in all kinds of ways and yes it's what we have to say when we get those opportunities that he sent to us to to take advantage of that and do that thing well, I think you just yeah. answered my question, Corey, because I was getting ready to ask you, how do you promote your spiritual journey to help others in your daily lives? I mean, you just summed it up right there, I guess. They <laughs> <laughs> say keep it simple. And, I, you know, I'm a talker and my, my brothers have to kind of, you know, keep me in check sometimes. But the passion and the fired up, like the commitment to him. Like this world is designed to test that commitment and put it in the fire. And it does not match the culture of most organizations. And quite frankly, it is intimidating for folks when you come in and you show character, especially being a black man. And most times being the only mm -hmm. black person in a room, they're looking at where your flaws. And then if you seem too put together, then that's another thing they got to deal with. And mm -hmm. so above all of that, above any of that stuff, um, it's about being who you are. Um, you know, it'll cost you way more to try to be somebody else than it will to be yourself. And so not worrying about what anyone else thinks per se, as long as I'm in line with what he has told me to do and put, again, it's about being obedient and hearing from him and his spirit guiding you. And through that, you, we we have one. And so I think the confidence can come from that and should come from that. And confidence is attractive to people unless they get intimidated by it, period. And so being that light out in the world, letting our light shine is how he gets the glory. And ultimately, above all these things that we're talking about, it's about his glory. So, you know, that's how I see that thing. Yes, yeah. his glory. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm. Anybody else chime in, guys? Come on, come on. Give me some more. I got I to soak this opportunity up while I'm on with you guys. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just really, it's more, yeah, we, we we really do appreciate it. And I think the older you get, right, um, not in all cases, but if you're growing and you're walking with God, then things become, you know, more clear for you, right? And I think it's, you have the confidence that Corey spoke about, about being authentic and being mm -hmm. unapologetic yourself, right? Because I can be the best version of myself. I can't be who Corey is. But I think mm -hmm. that that comes with starting with, you know, your faith and belief in Jesus Christ okay. and right. Communing with God, God primarily speaks to us through his word, which is the Bible. And so reading that and getting understanding of it. And, you know, the first time I read the Bible, I mean, it was like talking in a foreign language. Um, but uh -huh. I think now they made different versions of the Bible to where it's a little bit more in some of the, the language that we use, but different, you know, books that I've gotten over the years that kind of helped my 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 confidence grow and the brotherhood has definitely helped it. I think what turns people off oftentimes is there's this mindset that we all were exposed to growing up in the church. You can't do this. You got to mm -hmm. stop doing that or mm -hmm. you got to do this right to be right with God. And I just think tearing down those those walls, if you will, and you know, taking the stigma out of it. And like, no, when you read the word and you understand the word, my main and only primary responsibility is to believe in Jesus. Uh -huh. If I do that, then I can understand how I can fellowship and love. Then uh -huh. love my neighbor like I love myself. 
right? Mm-hmm. And we've talked on our shows about who is my neighbor. That's not necessarily just the person that lives to the left of you or the right of you. It's the person who you see on the interstate that's had a flat tire. You know, I could tell you about some stories, man, early on, uh, as Corey and I were both growing in our faith, and he just was on fire. I mean, my man pulled over on the interstate and somebody was stranded and uh, don't really know the exact scenario. He could speak to it. Her car had broken down and um, I think he may have offered her a ride and I don't know what transpired, but he was like, no, I'll just get the car towed for you. And she was like, what? You know, I don't know if you remember that, see, like you pulled over <laughs> and you paid for her to get her car towed. That's some yeah. years ago. That's probably about 12, 13, 14 years ago, bro. So, Miss Victoria, this is where I have to say, okay, it's your fault because I'm about to go on a ramble. Real <laughs> okay, go ahead. Real quick. Go real ahead. quick. And, and, and it, it really was a process. So, again, I was kind of forming my faith. God was dealing with me on a lot of different things. Um, I had just gotten recruited to Merrill Lynch. We've talked about that in my testimony. And then that, later on, I would be laid off in a couple of weeks after this incident, right? So, he had me in a position financially. And confident wise, it'd be like, yeah, I'm gonna pay for that. He had put it on my spirit. I didn't know who that young lady was. I've uh-huh. seen her maybe four or five times since. Uh-huh. And she's brought it up every single time. Hey, you don't remember me, but I was on an interstate one day, right? Uh-huh. And so again, those are the things that we do in secret that God sees. You know, yeah, it's great to have a platform. Yeah, it's great to be on stage and be able to show the world the good works and the good deeds. But that thing happened when it was just me and her and God there, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. And really, I appreciate him keeping me close and, and, and having me accountable to where that's all it was about. I wasn't trying to do nothing with this young lady, right? It wasn't uh-huh. about me being having any type of other motive. I'm a guy, right? Uh-huh. And I've been super dusty and, and had all that flush on me and, and that, you know, but <laughs> spiritually... He was holding me accountable to just do the work, be be uh-huh. that be that raven. It wasn't about me. Even when I told her that day, it's not about me. This is God doing this thing, right? And so, again, we've spoken about a lot of things, but consistency matters. Uh-huh. That's why our children and our youth have fallen out of favor with the church, because they are seeing one thing on the stage, and then when we on the ride home, it's a whole nother scenario, uh-huh. right? And what they want to see and what we should be is consistent. So don't try to put something out there that you're not. Don't have a higher standard for being on the stage than you do for being behind the scenes and getting ready for that. And so Uh that's where I see all of this coming to a play is he need, I want him to make me as consistent as possible. Uh Uh And through that, not only do I personally grow, but the impact grows. And people know what they're getting. It's a consistency to Chick-fil-A now. Regardless of where you are in the country, you have an expectation for Chick-fil-A that is much different than Burger King, right? (laughs) Right? And so I think what he is doing is developing his reputation and he's always used people and his miraculous works on earth to develop his reputation. So what I am saying is I ain't, we are reputation standards and bearers and creators for Christ here on earth through our good works. And that's where it should go. So it's, it's been this whole evolution y'all. And the thing that is so cool about it is that he's given us these opportunities and he's showing us these things and this blessing, even in our personal and professional lives where I was in an industry that God was not really a big, you can't talk about God in this meeting. Uh-huh. 
But it all he always created an opportunity for a testimony and a connection to happen when I'm meeting with folks and I'm talking about it. And if anybody asks me, how did I do it? And they get to ask me that a lot because he blessed my work. Uh -huh. I have to be consistent with who did this. Uh -huh. And so that's where the blessings and all of that comes from. And it's just a great thing that I am. I feel extremely fortunate. I, I'm extremely blessed that he chose me in this time to do whatever this thing is he got me doing. Along with my brothers on this this show, and along with you, Miss Victoria, he got this kingdom thing full in and full effect. Amen. And we have to take this responsibility seriously. Uh huh. I, I I'm like you know you were when you helped the young lady. Right now I'm at a point where I'm just on fire for God. I'm on fire. I mean it bursts through. Like right now I'm trying to sit still because the spirit. <laughs> It's just, I mean, you guys know how it is when you first turn your life right back over to Christ. And I've been doing this a little less than two years now. You just, everything that you do, you want to talk about it. But my old circle of friends aren't where I'm at. But glory be to God, they will get here. They will get here because yeah. he's he's going to keep his hands on them. Absolutely. So listen, guys, this has been great. This has been great. I'm just trying to soak it all in. So Enjoy. what impact do you guys want to leave to your audience after every episode that you have? What, what impact would you want to leave? I'll take it. I think the biggest thing for me that I would like to leave is that everybody's going through something. And if you don't have a foundation or something to fall back on, you will be lost. As Corey or Mike said earlier with social media, as we know, that's what dictates the world. It seemed like now and this microwave society, things are going to happen. And then once they get off of that platform and see that life is real, and you can, at, at, similar to what Corey said, as, as far as your walk, are you that light? Are you just talking? It's going to show up. Mm -hmm. point. Mm -hmm. So showing people that everybody goes through challenges. That's why we try to take real life experiences or examples of what people are going through every day, whether it's work, whether it's your wife, whether it's your kids, things that are going on the challenges. I call the devil. When the devil show up, because I mean, he plays in the game too. Uh -huh. um, as he show up, you have to be ready to have somebody in your, in your huddle or on your team. That's going to, that's going to pull you through. And we have the ultimate coach that we can fall back on. So. Uh -huh. The Satan is the author of confusion. Oh, I can yeah. tell you that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I tell a lot of women in my journey, you know, we have our good days and we have our, our bad days. My husband's been walking this thing for a long time. As as I, but I fell out the wheel. He still kind of has, um, I would say, the old school mentality. And he wouldn't mind me saying this because he is, I mean, he's country just like I am. But he's still got that old school rooted and grounded in him. So sometimes we play tug of war with me trying to talk to the, the youth and use another technique to make them think about it. And he's like, no. Not one word in the Bible is going to change. I said, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, let's get them there first. And right. then we can instill what message God has for us to give them and give them something to think about. All it takes is a pause in this thing that we call life. If you can give, I don't care if they're age five up to 72, if you can give somebody a pause and something to think about and just to give God the glory every day, when I started with my morning inspirations, I used to say, God's grace and mercy, grace and mercy. And I got to listen back to myself and I said, I shouldn't say that again. And something said, no, 
because it is new grace and it is new mercy every day. And people need to Absolutely. realize when they jump up out of the bed and they're not giving God a quick thank you for waking me up. It's new grace, it's new mercy. It was in his will for you to be breathing and talking right now. So you continue Absolutely. to say that whether, you know, repetition, people get it when it's repeated constantly. Absolutely. So guys, in this spiritual journey and with your podcast, what would you say to someone that's thinking about starting a podcast, starting a show like you guys to give God all the glory and all the praise? What would you, what would be your advice? Because I know I definitely has had some obstacles with, you know, keeping my audience consistent. I mean, that's just it. I think you have to be consistent, right? Um, more importantly, you got to have a great team. You know, um, I have two amazing brothers that are that are a part of the show and we all collectively agree on things as we move forward, but we also have incredible women at home. So that's part of the team as well, right? Uh, mm -hmm. We took this project on and we went through every emotion um, because I, uh, we like yourself are essentially doing everything. There is no third source or third party vendor or producer. Like we, we are the ones that are responsible from start to finish. And so certainly having a great team behind you, being consistent, and just like anything else, doing your homework um, and understanding what it is uh, to get into the podcast world, right? Um, have some examples that you can look at, look at what's out there and what we chose to do with our walk and what God led us to do is we looked at all the podcasts out there and we did something completely opposite, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And we wanted to pivot from that again, as we talked about earlier in the show, just trying to challenge and change that narrative. Uh, but I think more importantly, once you have a good team, you know, once you are able to be consistent with delivery of content, make sure you have a really, really great content. And we're still fine tuning some of those things, but just taking that first step and being led by God. If you're making decisions, you know, for yourself and out of the flesh, then certainly when you run into a challenge, right, you, you, it's quick to throw in the towel. Two years mm -hmm. in and you got five listeners and you're like, man, why am I doing this? Uh, but if it's led by God, then you have the inspiration to continue to move forward. So just take those steps, walk it out and talk with God and, and be led by him. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I'll add not the being being consistent and, and persistent, because as Mike said, it's easy to say, why am I doing this? We're, we're spending time with this away from work, with this away from the family to do a podcast with this researching their time that we put into making a show that would be pleasurable for our listeners. So there are plenty of days when, when you can look and just say, I don't think this is it. Nobody's listening right. to this. Nobody's going to get it. I don't understand it. But just right. being consistent and persistent that we're, we're giving a word. And if it's one person that, that grab it and it changed their life and bring them closer to God, our job was successful. Uh -huh. Amen. Yeah, you know, I, I, that's all the good stuff. And really selfishly, it's a great way for us to stay connected and continue to have continuity in our conversations. Life has, has taken us in busy seasons. And so we we all get to connect and, and stay um, consistent with our brotherhood through this podcast. So that is one personal benefit of it. Uh, but I, I, I will say this, like the harvest is God's. I think sometimes we get so caught up in the results and what impact that we can measure and all these tangibles, like that's where we start chasing things that shit we should not be chasing, in my opinion, humbly speaking. 
And I, I just say that, hey, wherever God is taking you um, in your personal journey, he will open the doors. He will clear the path. If you can clear out all the noise and just focus in and hear from him, he'll direct you to where you need to be. And in that space, you are successful. You will have what you need to, to get it done. It's almost like those guys. I don't know if y'all have them up where you are, but down here we have these uh, uh, side of the road preachers. And so you have a big old van and all these signs and this guy's out there on the microphone. He wearing it out just in our busy sex. And he's just Going all about the kingdom. He's just out there saying it. He going to do it regardless. So uh -huh. maybe one day, three people get it. Maybe uh -huh. one day, seven people get it. Maybe one day, no one gets it. Uh -huh. But he's committed to his commitment and doing the thing that God has assigned him or her to do. And so if you're sitting there tallying up how many people did this and how many people responded and how many, well, you're now, we're now paying attention to things that, again, that is not my harvest. Mm -hmm. And fortunately for us, he's given us this platform to where we can share this message. We can share our testimonies. We can share our faith um, in a bite-sized message. Hopefully it's something that people can, can kind of vibe with. Uh, but ultimately at the end of the day, um, it's about his well done. Like, all right, you did what I asked you to do. Good job. And in that, I am satisfied personally. And if it helps one person or a million people, um, that's all for his kingdom. You know, so again, at the end of the day, that's 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 his receipts, not mine. Amen. Amen. And I, I'm, I'm very shy. So when I started this journey, my sister, she spoke it into me. She said, you are going to be received by the world. And I said, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> and long story short, I mean, I've got people from all over the world. And I just looked up one day and I said, God, you are amazing, God. So I definitely, definitely understand. And if it reaches one person, then I've done my job. Amen. So guys, let's wrap this up. I thank you. Thank you so much for your time. I'm, I'm just, I'm truly blessed. I'm overwhelmed. I'm going to be good for the rest of the day for yeah. just being able to be in you guys' presence. Can you tell my listeners where they can find you guys, your amazing podcast? I know it's on Good Pods, but what other avenues, other platforms they can find you guys at? Yeah, pretty much wherever they get all you know, their podcasts from, Victoria, we're on all uh, platforms. Uh, we actually have a website, Conversation. So that's what the K, conversationswithkinfolk.com is our, is our website. You can also follow us on Twitter and or Instagram, uh, as you mentioned, Good Pods. Um, but we are available on any platform where your listeners are getting their podcast from. They can find conversation with Ken folk. Uh, we recently started a YouTube channel, so we're starting to post some of the content there as well. So if you're listening and you see us or you're listening on any audio platform or YouTube or Twitter, like, subscribe and leave us a comment, man, and, and tap in with us. We appreciate it. Amen. Well, thank you guys so much for coming thank on you. to the little engine that could we Thank appreciate you. your time. You guys don't be strangers to the show. I yeah. wish you much success in everything that you're doing in the community, with your careers, with your marriage, your children. Be blessed in everything that you do. I know I know you guys will because you're putting the one and only first. And at the Absolutely. end of the day, he's the only one that matters. Thank yeah. you so much for coming on to our show. Thank you. You guys have heard Thank you, it Victoria. here. You're welcome. You're welcome. You guys have heard it here. Conversations with Kim folks. They are amazing, amazing show. You guys go ch check them out on Good Pods, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, 
I'm pretty sure Castro, Spotify, Google, you name it. Go check them out. And as always, peace and blessings to all of you guys until tomorrow.